Hello. Cynthia, oh, you should probably charge your phone. <laughs> really? I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Whenever it falls below 10%, I literally get Siri going, Cynthia, you should probably charge your phone. And it's because I've set it up, because I saw somebody oh. on TikTok, um, I saw somebody on TikTok show you, I don't know, like iPhone hacks and tricks and this might be useful to you. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try setting it up to do something. So whenever it falls below a certain percent, <laughs> it at me and reminds me to charge my phone. So yeah, I should probably charge my phone. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And you need to show me how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a weird little thing. Yeah, iPhones can do so much. Um, I just haven't. I, I don't think any well we do have the time now to discover this sort of thing but yeah. it's crazy what they do though have you seen all of the extra options in um settings if you you know um are hard of hearing or blind and things like that and they've got extra they've got you know different ways of doing things I can't remember exactly what they are but there's things like um it's not speaking to the phone because that's Siri isn't it but it's um you I know, know what you mean, I've seen this as well, yeah. Yeah, like you press a certain button and then it will do, so, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's really a <laughs> It's on the podcast. <laughs> so, how's lock, like, lock, can't speak. <laughs> how's lockdown life treating you? lockdown 3.0 is um it's an odd one really i am struggling with it more than the first lockdown to be honest let's also be honest lockdown 2.0 didn't really feel like a lockdown because we were already in tier four weren't we so we were basically in a lockdown and um i suppose because it was called tier four not lockdown it didn't seem so bad mentally yeah. and then um when we did go into that month lockdown in november because we were already doing the same thing um it didn't seem a big deal don't know why a lot of people are saying it's the weather and things like that um and i know that i've had some things go wrong in my life personal life during this lockdown but i don't think um i feel like i was struggling before those things were happening anyway so i don't know i'm struggling with it to be honest um in regards to content, I don't know what I'm doing. I was a travel blogger and now then, you know, now it's all stopped. And when this all started, I, um, I stopped travel blogging, obviously. Tried to carry on with like my old posts, but there's only so much and I never really got into it. I was just about to go into it full time properly getting content all day every day traveling full time and um that never happened so unfortunately I don't have the extra content to fall back on that a lot of people do so then I started lifestyle content really loving sort of countryside um lifestyle I suppose even though I don't live in the countryside but that's the life I want so <laughs> that's the life I go and live <laughs> <laughs> I um I act like I live in the countryside. I do not. I will one day, but um that that's what I I enjoy and I look forward to every day is that sort of um activities, shall we say. <laughs> so anyway, I changed it to that. And then January I started off with a really good mindset and yeah, it was 
really loving my content and then I hit a wall and I know it's because things were happening in personal life that were all going wrong but normally I don't really let that stop me um yes I get sad and yes I grieve and yes I um have downtime but I don't then put everything on hold for that but I did this time and now I can't get back into it I actually spent some time today doing a home shoot and I think I spent about four hours doing it and I think I got one photo <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the reality like you could spend so much time and deep down you know you've probably got like a whole camera roll of photos but in your head you've only got that one shot that you're happy with am I right <laughs> You are, I know what you mean because we do this, don't we? When we go out and shoot, we, we have a thousand photos on our camera roll and we are not exaggerating either. And um, we think we've only got two photos and it turns out we've got a little bit more, but no, I really have one. No, I have one photo. I, I have more photos. I have more photos, but they're more for Pinterest. They're not things I would post on my Instagram. They don't go with my... Um, what do we even call it now aesthetic or feed whatever we're calling it and um, it doesn't go um and it's not stuff that I am massively proud of in fact none of them are <laughs> even my one photo I'm not proud of <laughs> anyway um now I'm blabbing so I'm gonna stop <laughs> no I'm loving it <laughs> so anyway I've got one photo it's not even a photo that I love in fact I'm going to show you now not that everyone else can see but I'm going to show you and um it's literally like it's kind of like a portrait photo sort of like a um what were you going for did you had a Pinterest in mind or well so I've got loads of stuff saved on Instagram and on my Pinterest boards but the issue is is I don't have stuff so I'm all about using what you've got in your house as props. You don't have to go out and buy loads of stuff. And yeah. a lady that I'm working with at the moment, she's got the same sort of ethic. She um, repurposes a lot of her things that she has. Um, and yeah, we, we know, we, we both believe that we don't need to go out and buy every prop in the world in order to have a good photo. But as I said, mine's all countryside and outdoorsy. My house is not, so I can't showcase that. Um, the weather's terrible. I, it's snowed for a week. I can't go out and get content there. And a lot of my saves are... Um, what's wrong with me? And <laughs> a lot of my saved photos for inspiration that are indoors are sort of um, beautiful Airbnbs sort of settings, countryside houses, or um, nice settings on a table with flowers and baking and things like that and I'm not getting on with it because I don't have things to bake with and I don't want to go to the shop or you know I don't I don't have money to buy a bunch of flowers I know it sounds ridiculous but I haven't worked for almost a year now properly um I yes I've just started a freelance job recently and I do earn a little bit of money on Instagram as well but I haven't earned consistent let's say real money um, for a year now so I can't I cannot go to the shop and spend 10 pound on a bunch of flowers I can't do that for every shoot or even once a week I can't do it so it is, it is. It, you've literally got to make do with what you've got and I feel like 
I've personally fallen into that trap where I always feel like well, it's, it's because it's comparison and it's constantly in your face that this person's got that and that person's got that and well why can't I have that and why can't I do that and take my own spin on it but you need to come back down to reality sometimes and realize that you know making do with what you got you can actually become a lot more creative with what you do have you don't necessarily need like the next bit of kit or you know just to create a certain shot like you can actually be quite experimental play around with the settings and the camera that you do own um pick up different bits in the house get inspiration you know and try things out sometimes they're not going to work and sometimes they will work and that's the whole fun in content creation i think is you know having that trial and error with it so yeah i get what you mean um but it is really, really easy for a lot of people to just go, oh, well, I'll just buy that and make it look exact. And you end up copying almost when you do that. So, yeah. And it, nothing annoys me more than people who just copy. So whilst I'm saying, you know, I'm finding it really hard because I don't have stuff in the house. We really don't have stuff. Like we don't have nice displays. We don't have a pile of pretty books. We don't have you know, all these things that a lot of people do have, our house is very bare and, um, you know, we have the things we need. I'm not saying we don't have anything, but we have minimal things. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. So. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, right. So we do have minimal things. So I, I'm not saying that I would like to see someone's photo go and buy all the exact same props and copy their photo in fact i cannot stand it when people do that because they've created that why are you copying them i'm not saying don't use it as your inspiration i save so many people's photos for inspiration because i love the photo i love the feel i love this that and the other but i will never go and buy the you know i won't go and buy the same say for example it's a lovely um dinner shot i won't go and buy the same plate and the same placemats and the same linen and everything um <laughs> sorry we just want to um, because to be honest that annoys me and then how is it my content it's not so whilst i'm totally on board with using your own things i'm really struggling because I honestly don't have a lot of things or maybe I do, but I don't have that creative mindset. I don't think, I think I save a lot of things for inspiration. I think my issue is I haven't looked enough at inspiration for things inside a home. All of mine are sort of outdoors. Um, all the things that I envision that I will have one day. Whereas I actually need to sort of look for inspiration that works with what I have got now. So that's my issue. Um, and I'm not, I'm not that creative, to be honest. If it's something, as soon as it clicks... You're struggling with content creation in this lockdown because you're so used to creating that content outdoors. Do you find that all of a sudden going indoors, being restricted by the weather and things like that has yeah really restricted you in your content creation? Are you feeling a bit lost, would you say? Definitely, definitely. I don't know what to do for content. I've, I, I don't have a clue. Um, and 
you know, I'm ending up taking breaks or um, I get a really good idea and I go for it. And it's just not the same. I like being outside. I like finding locations and getting nice photos. And the thing is as well, it's not just about finding a location and going there and getting a photo. I like to make a day of it. If I'm going and um, doing a picnic shot somewhere, I actually do take a full on picnic. And um, yeah, albeit the coffee will be cold. And <laughs> that's part of reality, yeah. <laughs> and there's been more times than one where my picnic will end up with sand all over it. But we still make a day of it. We chill out afterwards, have a laugh, put some music on, enjoy the day still. And yeah, I am struggling without any of that because where's the motivation to do? What about you, Cynthia? How has lockdown affected you with content? Um, I would say, well, my content, I'm, I'm sort of a little bit lost with my content creation at the moment, to be honest with you. And that's why I've sort of pulled myself back from posting quite consistently because I'm not too sure where I want to go with it all because I got trapped in that pool of drowning where I was comparing myself to others and I was thinking, well, you know, I, I would love if my content were to look a little bit more like this and, you know, maybe I could start incorporating this. And I really got lost within it all and I was drowning and now I'm drowned. I'm down, I'm sunk, I'm at the bottom and, yeah, I need to start back up again, if you see what I mean. So that that's kind of where I am with my content creation at the same time I'm trying to think up um that using up all this time that we have in the lockdowns to try and be a bit more creative and take that time but to be honest with you like you were saying earlier I feel like in my mood as well I am feeling a little bit deflated and a little bit down too and I think that is important for quite a lot of people to actually share is when they're not doing okay because I feel like Instagram and social media and all of that jazz at the moment, it, it's literally just a whole bunch of positivity. And not to say that that's a bad thing, but I think sometimes you need to step it back down to reality. You know, not everything is sunshine and rainbows. We get it. You know, Instagram is your highlight reel, but I prefer it when people look more real and down to earth and, you know, actually share that what they're feeling and that's what we're doing now is we're sharing that you know things aren't necessarily all hunky-dory yes we've still got a roof over our heads and god bless food um on our tables to eat at the dinner table each night and you know i'm so grateful for that and i do do count my blessings in those senses but yeah it's it's the whole deflation and i think that's caught up with me and my content creating as well because there's no structure to my days at the moment. I'm working from home. Um, I know you say you haven't been working, so you've had a little bit more freedom with the time to play around with what you do. But yeah, I've got a really small amount of time which I can play with um, because I work a typical nine till 5.30. Um, it's my actual working hours, so a little bit longer <laughs> um, than your average person. But yeah, and just by the end of the day even though I'm just sitting down you know at my desk on my laptop through those hours you would have thought that I'd have the energy to then get up and but actually I just feel a little bit down deflated it's dark outside by the time I've finished I know it's starting to get lighter now so hopefully um as things move on and the seasons start to change into from winter into spring you know I'll get that burst of energy back and I really do think you know there is something that's 
you know related with the weather and um depression so sad seasonal depression i don't know if you think that's a whole load of malarkey or if you agree with it i definitely agree i mean i have to say that um even in the best of weathers i can still feel like rock bottoms so i but i do i do believe it's a thing and i do think um that having exposure to the sun is so important vitamin d is so important for our mood um so i recently got a sad lamp um oh i've been looking at those lately are they worth it i'm intrigued (laughs) so what happened last year i went in the small amount of freedom that we did have i went to spend a month in turkey to see my family and have a bit of a holiday and stuff and um i didn't sleep i didn't sleep for like a month i averaged two to three hours a night um and quite often those two or three hours i wasn't actually sleeping i was in sort of a you know that sort of mid-sleep daydreamy you know as you're honest, dreaming, i don't actually know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> quite a deep sleeper i'll be honest well so i i have been my whole life never been never been someone who has trouble with sleeping and then i would say this problem's been going on for at least two years now um on and off sometimes i'm absolutely fine and other times it will be a good three or four months where i just don't sleep properly or i'll wake up six or seven times a night and you know it takes me at least half an hour to get back to sleep anyway long story short i didn't sleep for pretty much a month i was running on i don't know what <laughs> and um when i got home my dad bless him he had ordered a sad lamp for me from amazon i think it was about 40 pounds it kind of looks like an ipad it's like a like a white ipad okay. and um, yeah and you're supposed to just have it near you more sort of to the side you're not supposed to look at it directly but expose yourself to it for different amounts of times but um whatever works best for you but each day and i have to say it did wonders and i'm not using it at the moment and i'm not sleeping well so maybe that's something i need to get out again but that's supposed to do something it's supposed to give you something that we are missing from the sun so i would recommend that um because seasonal depression is a thing um yeah Yeah, definitely look into that because i've been meaning to purchase one for months even years actually i've been thinking about it but um the ones that i really want is the loomy one and it's got like you know like the bedside table and it sort of wakes you up in the morning and (laughs) lets you fall asleep to the different sort of tones of lights and I just can't bring myself to spend what is it 80 to 100 pounds but then then again you know it's for my mental health and for my wellness so maybe I should stop being such a tight ass about it <laughs> well I mean um hearing the price I mean it, it's not cheap and it's hearing the price is something that I can't afford right now because I haven't worked um had I worked throughout this lockdown I would have been able to afford it but and there'll be others out there that can't as well there are cheaper options as I said mine is 40 pounds um it's not as fancy as the one you just described but at the end of the day this is something I've learned a lot in the last six months or so is your health mental health well-being whatever way you put it is so important at the end of the day what is your 80 pounds going to do for you if you're miserable 
or if you're feeling rubbish or you've got no motivation or you don't see the point in today or whatever what what's your 80 pound going to do for you then nothing so you know you need to prioritize it because yeah you're you're a good way of putting it like I feel like you've enabled my spending (laughs) (laughs) and made a sale (laughs) yeah please (laughs) it's definitely important to keep on track of you and looking after yourself and taking that time to care about yourself during such uh what can be quite a lonely time for many um yeah we're at home we're spending a lot more time at home we're not seeing people face to face and I feel like at times it can get a little bit nerve-wracking as to when we're possibly next going to be able to see people again because you know I think a year ago when this started we thought that this would have been over sort of by now and we'd be back to normal life but that wasn't the reality and I feel like a lot of people were sort of in their heads at the wits end and they're not too sure they can see the light at the end of the tunnel because there is no you know end date to this it's it's all work in progress at the moment so definitely self-care what would you say is like the uh, one of your tips for self-care during lockdown what do you feel has worked for you when you're feeling sometimes at your lowest honestly what I tell people I am now realizing is wrong so I've been uh, a big person for saying um do what you want to do so if you want to put your pjs on all day stick 20 different movies on and eat your weight in chocolate then you do that but yes that is a good thing to do you don't need to feel like you need to justify everything you want to do like there was a lot of people in lockdown who were kicking themselves thinking I'm not I could have done something amazing like learned a new language or picked up a new hobby or you know volunteered online or done this that or the other and I didn't all I did was spend my time on Netflix and that's absolutely fine you do what is best for you but what I've come to realize is that for me anyway when I do that I can't get myself out of it. So I will say, do you know what? I feel rubbish. I need a day of junk food, TV, unlimited cups of tea, and you know, no responsibilities. I'm gonna leave my phone to the side and ignore it and just have a proper duvet day. And then my issue is, is that I can't get out of it. And I become the same miserable person that I was and the stressed person that I was, but I'm almost zoned out on the sofa and not, not doing anything and I can't get out of it. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think it works differently for everyone, but I think a good balance of doing the things that you want to do and not feeling like you need to justify it or have a reason to do it, but also doing things that are actually good for you. Exercise has been amazing. I started, pick, I picked up running again. Um, absolutely loved it. I had to stop for a week because of the snow. I fall over in the best of times. So it's not ideal for me to go running in the snow. I know some people do run in the snow, but that's, that's a no from me. Um, and I have to say this week that I gave up running because of the snow, honestly struggled again. And 
couldn't get myself in the shower and just do normal things because I thought, oh, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. And then before you know it, four days have gone and, you know, you've not, I, I put makeup on today and I think it's been a good six weeks since I've done that. And I'm not saying people need to wear makeup, but I felt really good today. I got a buzz of energy and, you know, did fun stuff and there were things I needed to do and I'm talking too much again. No. <laughs> there were things... <laughs> There were things I needed to do, but then I also picked fun things. So, for example, I cleaned the kitchen and um, hoovered the house and cleaned both bathrooms. And when I went upstairs and had a shower and came back downstairs, I felt amazing. The house looked really good, but wasn't enough. So I went upstairs and I put makeup on and I did my hair and I felt even better. And I had this burst of energy. And then there were still more things that I needed to do. But instead, I picked up my clay and I sat there making a pot, which I destroyed. <laughs> it went wrong. But do you see what I mean? So it's a little bit of a balance. So um, of doing the things that you want, um, as well as the things that you need to do. Like, yeah, you eventually you do need to get up and you do need to have a shower and you yeah. do need to do something to make yourself feel good. So um, that is so important because it's so easy to go down that slippery slope of pure and utter laziness and you were just excusing yourself from the reality of it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's I mean, exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to stop isn't it it's so easy to say just one day I'll have one day we're in a lockdown everyone else is doing it it's all good but then I found myself like zoned out I'm yeah. not watching the telly and I'm not chatting with friends or I'm not doing anything that is what I would call a lazy don't care about anything sort of day I'm not even doing that and enjoying the movie day or anything. I'm not even watching it. I'm completely zoned out. It's weird. It's not a normal feeling, but um, yeah. How do you get out of it then when you get into a sort of oh, lazy God, day? I'm quite good at sort of kicking myself back up again if I really, really need to before... I hit absolute rock bottom. I can let myself sit around and sulk for a bit, but then I'll know that there's, it's just natural within me. I can't, I, I, I love being busy, but at the same time, I'm quite lazy as a person too, which is so ironic in so many ways because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a complete and utter truth. So I don't really necessarily have an answer to that because I feel it works differently for different people. And I just know within myself that, you know, if, if I need to do things or if I feel like, you know, enough is enough, I can just pick myself back up and carry on from where I left off. But I know that's yeah. not the case for everyone. So yeah, what I would say for, I don't know, like a tip for somebody who's feeling, you know, like they're at that rock bottom place is to sit down, get a pen and paper out and write yourself a list. What things do you need to get done? What things would you like to get done? And what things could you get done? And work through it progressively and tick them off because trust me, writing down lists and seeing it there in front of you in pen and paper it there's just something about it old school pen and paper you know it's on the wrist it's on the wrist it's on it's on the list you know it's right there in front of you get it crossed off get it done and you feel so good about it 
but yeah. I think that's a lot of people's problems they don't quite know where to start so they sort of sit around thinking and yeah you know get your thoughts out onto paper because that's the best way of tackling any situation I think is you know having a plan and moving forward with it um that's yeah that's sort of the way I'd look at it to be honest with you but I'm totally with you there I started doing that this year actually writing lists and ticking them off and one thing I found is the days where I wrote lists where I was writing really big tasks to do I kind of looked at them it got to like four o'clock in the afternoon and I hadn't done any of them and I thought you know what's the point so I what one tip I would say if you're sort of looking at that list and thinking oh if there's too much and I don't know where to start is breaking the things down instead of saying clean the house list each thing you need to do put hoover put dust put wipe down the kitchen whatever it is write them all down separately and tick the tiny little things off and you'll find like you said when you start ticking it's like oh it gets exciting and you want to you want to finish the list and I mean one thing I do though quite often is I don't finish the list and I write the next day date underneath it so like I've got two days but then I just add it add more onto that as well but yeah I think breaking them down if you're at that point where you're like I don't even know where to start and it's all a bit overwhelming then yeah breaking it down will help 100 percent, 100 percent, and yeah i mean i know that we've sort of made this podcast all a little bit of a heart to heart and a bit of a deep emotion but i feel like sometimes people need to hear it because i feel like like i said earlier the world out there is very very um misconceiving is that a word is that yeah i think it is like (laughs) <laughs> we're making it a word <laughs> i'm gonna have to misconceiving misconceiving symptoms misconceiving they don't understand i think that's what i was trying to say do you know what <laughs> sometimes in my old age i just i sit there and i say words and i think is that even a word and then i sometimes i I need to write a, a word down and I, I've forgotten how to spell it and it's simple, a simple, simple word and I've just, I, I can't fathom it and I'm spelling it the right way but I'm like, this cannot possibly be right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it might just be stress as an adult but... <laughs> no, adult life isn't what we all thought it was. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh. I, I remember growing up always wishing to be you know older and being able to do more things but oh how I wish I could go back (laughs) oh me too when I was a kid I'd always say about how I can't wait for the day I turn 18 and my mum would always say don't wish your life away you know ask any adult they'll all say I wish I was a child again just just enjoy it blah 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 and I would do the eye rolls and oh mum you just don't understand what it's like to be a child I want to be an adult I can do this I don't have to be in by eight o'clock blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) arguments and um yeah what I would do to go back because adult life sucks (laughs) That's really negative. What I would do to go back because um, it's not all that you think it's going to be. And it definitely has its harder moments. But yeah, keeping positive is an amazing thing. But going back to what you said about how on Instagram, how everyone's sort of pushing this whole positive bubble and, uh, you know, like, oh, let's, you know, do this to be happy. Let's do that to be happy. Um, 
positivity here, positivity there. It's great. Um, it's really nice that people are trying to uplift others and things like that. But one thing I have been thinking about recently is that, and I saw something, maybe it was an article or something, I can't remember. And it said something along the lines of, is it the pursuit of happiness that is actually causing the depression because we're always looking for this thing like let's all be positive and you know we're all in a lockdown and whatnot we're all feeling rubbish and um people are like yeah come on like this is great look for the good things you know you're alive why aren't you happy you're alive like yes i'm grateful i'm alive thank you for that and um and we are very fortunate to be in the positions that we are in but that doesn't guarantee happiness and there is nothing wrong with feeling down Yes, we don't want it to become um, a problem. We don't want our mental health to deteriorate. So to, we don't want our mental health to deteriorate. So we do need to keep an eye on it. And we do need to try and be a bit more uplifting and look at ways to be more positive and um, enjoy our lives. But it's almost as though this new trend of positivity and trying to be happy is exactly what's causing us to be miserable because everyone's telling us take a bath light a candle make yourself a coffee read a book and you'll be fine and that's not the case you know people can do all those things and then they're like okay i've done all the things you told me to do and i still feel rubbish so there's something wrong with me there's something wrong with me when actually there's not it's fine you can feel down what works for one person will not necessarily work for you there'll be other ways for you to get back on track and it's not necessarily the path that somebody else takes and that is fine but so don't let someone else's journey damage yours yes absolutely i love that and i love that perspective as well on you know the pursuit of happiness. I never actually thought of it in that sort of light, but it makes so much sense. It's sort of this stigma around, well, this false facade that, you know, everything needs to be like this. And we're sort of comparing ourselves to a false sort of reality. Like it's normal to have down days and it's absolutely fine to be sad sometimes. Like it's fine. Not everybody, not that happy person that you see online is constantly happy 24 7 it's just not a thing that they have down days too and that's absolutely fine and that's really one what we want to push on here um i don't know a little bit of comfort if anybody wants to reach us in out to us in our dms have a little bit of the chat um we're, we're here for it because you know we feel you we're feeling this too and we want to stay real i mean something i really want to bring up which relates to this as well is i I don't know if this will be quite controversial, so I'll keep it quite minimal when I mention it. But something that's been really getting me down lately is um, my body image and weight. And there is a lot of people that are promoting body positivity and, you know, this whole sort of, you know, you should be happy in whatever body you have. And that's great, okay? I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all because it's great. You deserve to be happy if you genuinely are happy in your body. But I feel like it's a little, it comes a little bit toxic because, yeah, my body size is, is a body size that somebody might feel great in, but I don't feel great in it. And I feel like that's okay to say. I would, you know, some people would kill to be in, you know, my body size and that might be their goal. But 
what I'm in now is not my goal and I'm not necessarily comfortable with it. And I think that's fair to say. And that's why a lot of the body positivity stigma can be quite toxic uh, nowadays, although it was seen as quite, it, it had quite a lot of positive press to begin with. I'm starting to see the actual negatives of it because yeah, I, I don't actually feel positive looking like this and I'd feel much happier looking a different way and, you know, feeling a lot healthier and, you know, feeling like I want to get my arms out in the summer and my legs out to show without feeling conscious. Yeah. Does that make sense or does that seem? Definitely, definitely. I'm with you there. And um, like, yeah, exactly. There can be people in a larger size who are absolutely happy, absolutely confident to the T. And then there's people who are a lot smaller and are still not happy. It's not about, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's about what you feel comfortable in and how you, you are happy. But the important thing to remember is that you're not unhappy with your body because of what social media is telling. This is the thing that gets me is that why do we need to be looking at people's bodies and analyzing them and justifying them and um, comparing them, whether you are, the smallest size or the biggest size, you know, there's, I get why there's all this body positivity because the media only showed these teeny weeny little models and everyone was starving themselves to look like them and whatnot. So this body positivity is, you know, to say no matter what body you have, it's beautiful and um, accept it for what it is. But the day we stop looking at the bodies and talking about them and comparing them is the day we'll all be happy in our own bodies it's not you know oh it's okay to have a plus size now it's socially acceptable and you know some brands are working with plus size models now and you know it's becoming socially acceptable so I'm all good now in my plus size why, why are you looking at it just why are you looking at the different body shapes and sizes as soon as we let all of that go don't don't mention it it's like when, you know, um, a news article comes up and it's like, this brand is now featuring plus size. So, like, why does it need to be mentioned? Why does it need to be just, it doesn't need to be talked about the different body types because if you are having to compare the bodies and highlight the fact that they're now showing a certain body type, you are saying that that body is different. Exactly, yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, everyone should be happy in their own body and it's not about a size and things like that. But no matter what size you are, you're happy with your body when you're happy with your body, not because social media tells you that you should be. We yeah. are so led by it and it's so, it's so damaging and it happens without you knowing. And but no, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, it's it's so true it's so tiring and it's so damaging for so many young people that are getting exposed to this sort of content like if it's like affecting me I'm a young adult now <laughs> still feel like a teenager but yeah I can just imagine my teenage self seeing all of this and being brought up with it all and it's just oh it's, it's too much it's too much I honestly feel for 
the generation that's you know behind us and the generation that you know our children will then become as well like what is this world turning into (laughs) it's scary there are so many times where I just feel like using all social media and being done with it but that's exactly what my boyfriend has done (laughs) yeah he's detox he's he's literally off grid like not off grid drug dealer (laughs) he's not he's not um he yeah he's literally just removed himself off of everything because there's there's a lot of um funky gossip with facebook and things facebook is buying over whatsapp and you know information has become the world's biggest commodity now i think before it was what gold or coffee or fuel no it was gas or something i think and now that's become number two and gas no fuel you know what i mean petrol (laughs) (laughs) we put in our cars yeah that's but now the biggest commodity number one i believe in the world is information and the amount of information that these tech companies hold over us and you know all the social media platforms is ridiculous like very facebook knows what i want before i know it facebook Um, has even created a ghost profile of people that you talk about who don't even have an account so let's say that me and you between me and you are talking about my younger brother and you know i've spoken about my younger brother to somebody else or my parents and things like that they've already created like a ghost profile of my brother from without him oh joking no that's how like yeah serious that is scary yeah that is scary and I'm a full believer that your phones listen to you as well now I know I know that when you google something or whatever you look something up then the information is so it's the biggest commodity but if you Google it, then, you know, the cookies, <laughs> if you Google it, then the information is there and Facebook will target or whoever will target um, ads at you for that particular product. I cannot look at a product online or on Amazon or whatever without it then seeing it for the next week advertised to me on Facebook. It's irritating. But... I've done a few tests and I know that loads of other people have as well, where you do not Google a certain subject. You do not Google it. You do not type it in on anywhere on your phone. You simply talk about it. um, And then you start seeing ads for it. And that is scary because, and here's the thing about Alexa and the Google homes that gets me. We've got an Alexa. We've got one. I think we got it um, for free with something. I can't remember when, a while ago. And I was like, get it out of the house. <laughs> not one an Alexa. I know we all have like the phones record everything as it is, but I thought, no, I do not want it. And we've had, we've used her, we've plugged her in, listened to music or whatever. I like to unplug it when I'm done. I know people haven't plugged in all day and there's no judgments for that. It's completely normal. Everyone has one um, or a Google Home or uh, some form of that. But that is scary. This is the stuff you see in movies. Um, If someone, if a company came out and said, you know, we want to send you all a device that you can plug in at home and it will do stuff for you, but it's going to record you 24-7, listen to everything you're saying and doing. 
yeah, is that okay? We'd all be like, no, get and out of here. Why yeah, like, why do you want a microphone in my house? Like, what? Some of them have cameras on them as well. What? Not the, not the little round ones. They almost look like mini TVs, like a little iPad. Oh, for goodness sake. And they've got cameras on them too. No, that's too much. And they've got a little flick so you can supposedly permanently turn the camera off and then sort of open the flick when you want it open. Do you do that with your laptop? No, see, I've never covered my laptop camera, but I know a lot of people do, and I might start Me doing. Me either. I need to start doing that now. We're talking about it. I know. There's been countless times where I've left my laptop open, and I'm like getting changed. I turn around and look at my laptop. I'm like, hmm, you can turn around and look at the wall. <laughs> I get changed. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just spooky how technology is developing and how much of a hold it's got over us like it is slowly but surely taking over our lives like I mean it won't be long now until we've literally got something that's I don't know attached to our brain that literally (laughs) I don't know we can flick through and go to Netflix through our eyes or whatever (laughs) scary I mean we're almost there aren't we with those um what are they called the things your headset yes that's the one yeah virtual reality that's it and um yeah i mean it's it's on your head it's in your face and you feel like you're in there that's scary enough let alone they are so fun though i've never tried one no see tommy got one my boyfriend got one i don't know for himself just before christmas he sold it now because you have to use facebook for the one that he's got and obviously he's deleted um social media and stuff but yeah it was pretty cool like oh my god a completely different world on there like you can literally chat to people from all over the world you can watch netflix in a scandinavian country with the snow falling outside and it literally feels like you're there and but you're literally just like in your bedroom in your bed (laughs) and there's there's so much you can do in it it's really cool and it's really really interesting and you can even um work from your laptop using the vr headset so let's say like if i i could be in virtual reality now talking to you but with the vr headset on it's weird i think the computer screen comes out in front of you but you you know type and things like that yeah it's crazy what it can do um scary and that sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. Have you watched any of those? Yes, I've watched so many. I've they watched so much of them. They are brilliant, but they are all pretty scary and they are all about technology. And some of them are not far from what we're doing. There was one with um, Miley Cyrus in where she had this doll. I and, know one, yeah. Yeah, and it like sort of downloaded her into the doll or something like her personality or something along those lines and i honestly thought like that's not much different from like alexa to be honest yeah i know downloading ourselves in like physically like we can't move alexa and say like hi i'm elise blah 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 but i mean they are they are already doing that i think with people's personalities like i'm sure of it somewhere like in china i believe like you know where they're really a advanced with their technology and stuff like it's crazy I feel like um there was I watched something the other day and it was like a famous person and it's knowledge and things like that got put programmed into this robot so it could go and give lectures to people whilst the other person could be somewhere else at the same time 
that's crazy as if like, there aren't people what? on the earth to do it all we don't need to now bring robots into this that like, we really don't <laughs> no it's crazy terrifying what's that it's terrifying it is yeah but technology does definitely have its benefits i mean look at netflix netflix is great it's definitely been a lifesaver during lockdowns for many of us i can tell you now that i haven't watched tv for probably two years i mean like television um other than the odd covid update on the news i've not watched tv i do not watch adverts on the tv it i just don't see them i live on netflix live breathe <laughs> <laughs> Netflix is the new escapism. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely love it. Um, I feel like um, sky boxes and virgin boxes are going to be obsolete in a few years to come. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong. Sky is great if you um, get movies and things like that. We don't have anything like that because, as I said, I live on Netflix, so I don't bother. We don't bother paying for anything else. But um, yeah, it's. It's the way forward, no adverts and whatnot. I love it. But um, yeah, what have you been watching on Netflix lately, actually? Have you got any recommendations? Yeah, so actually I've been, well, I've binge watched Bridgerton. I absolutely loved it. I know it was so unrealistic of like the time that it was set and everything was quite modern and it just didn't really correlate. But I I loved it. I loved that it had its own sort of twist to it. Others would disagree. I also loved the part where they were playing um, sort of classical music on um, uh, with the ballroom dancing. And, you know, it's actually an Ariana Grande song. And I was like, what is going on? Um, But yeah, I really liked that it had a positive spin on it. I really liked that it had quite a bit of a twist and a spin on it and you know had a bit of a modern day twist and spin on it so yeah um have you watched Bridgerton um yeah I think I binge watched it in about two days to be <laughs> as I said I have no life in lockdown but um no it was really good it wasn't what I was expecting obviously when I saw the um sort of photos of it everyone hyping it up and talking about it and in the news articles I thought you know another Downton Abbey sort of thing didn't read what it was about just started watching it because everyone was talking about it and definitely wasn't what I was expecting um I think the modern twist is a good thing for young people because I find that a lot of young people just aren't actually interested in that sort of time period and you know you know how you were saying it's not it's not realistic to that time period um I love that sort of thing but a lot of people our age don't just don't they don't follow it they don't relate to it they don't like the way they speak or this that and the other so yeah I think that definitely was a big factor in it catching as many viewers as it did um it was really good yeah good twist very entertaining you can't wait to see the next episode i found myself um crying with like happiness at one part of it i I literally like my inner child like got released again like i i got so giddy like watching these two sort of fall in love and it was just (laughs) i was so invested in the characters (laughs) yeah me too and it makes me look at my own life and go oh well (laughs) (laughs) No one's burning for me. 
Oh my gosh. No, definitely. Bridgerton's a good one. Have you also seen um, Queen's Gambit? That's quite a popular one too. No, but a lot of people are telling me to watch that. I do need to. You need to. Is it good? Yeah, yes. I loved it. That's oh, another one that I was quite invested in the character with throughout. Like, it's it's quite an emotional storyline. But, yeah, you get really invested. So, definitely, if you're looking to binge something, that that is it. <laughs> this is my issue, though, is that I get a good recommendation. And I'm like, hmm, shall I start it now or shall I not? Because if I start it, there is no stopping until I've finished it. And everything else in my life gets pushed aside. So I just started watching Vampire Diaries again. I watched it, I don't know how many years ago now. Um, I, I have no idea. When um, I think we were watching it season by season as it was coming out. And I think I finished season four. And my mum and I had to wait at least another year until season five came out. You know, when you back in the day when you had to wait each week for a new episode. Oh, <laughs> Theories. not in this <laughs> lifetime we are just oh my gosh impatient as hell like literally I am that I'm getting that impatient that I sort of start multitasking whilst watching things now and it's really yeah. really bad really <laughs> really bad because before I, I could just sit down you know in front of the tv and you know that would be it I could focus on what was going on but now yeah. I'm on my phone I'm checking Instagram it's do you do the same Oh, me too. I cannot, I don't watch TV anymore. Like, very in the background. Yeah, it's always on. My TV is always on. And that's something that started during lockdown. And actually, I need to kick because that's, I don't really like it, to be honest. Yeah. It's almost like I rely on it because I don't like quiet. But it, I think sometimes changing it for music is probably a better idea than having a TV on all the time. But I don't watch the TV. I'm always on my phone always on Instagram, always on Pinterest and whatnot, or, you know, um, just doing bits and bobs or pottering. But yeah, I, I think the same as you, I really don't actually sit down and enjoy TV anymore. And it's very rare, like, unless I'm with someone and they're like, oh, let's watch a movie and we pick something we've never seen before, then yeah. I might sit down and watch the TV. And every now and then I pick up my phone, I think, oh no, because now I've missed loads and now I don't know what's happened. And now exactly. I'm it's really hard not to <laughs> it is it is and it really does take like a good sort of series to get invested in for you to actually pay your full attention to well that's what I found nowadays just because you know how instant everything is especially with well even the creation of TikTok now you know it's just instant information in 10 15 30 second snippets and our attention span has just literally <laughs> gone from here to there yeah. for reference Cynthia is pointing her hand <laughs> oh forget that they can't see us literally oh god right we better wrap this up because we've literally been waffling for too long now <laughs> always <laughs> yeah okay let's wrap this up um, um i'm sure we will have lots more chatty podcasts because let's be honest when we catch up this is all we do i've enjoyed this so much it's yeah. nice me too we need to do this more often and um yeah hopefully not... you guys enjoy this too <laughs> i hope they did i mean i hate the sound of my own voice but hopefully they don't mind it <laughs> <laughs>
that's it for this podcast thank you so much for listening make sure you're following us on social see you in our next episode with a brand new guest over and out bye